Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. <laughs> Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wansley. Welcome to Tell Del. Welcome to Del Wamsley Radio Show. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. With me here today for Tell Dell is Sorel Warren. Sorel is a single-family mentor in the Houston market and has been a member here since 2013. So, welcome to the show, Sorel. Thank you, Del. Thanks for having me on today. Since I uh, haven't had you on in a while, uh, why don't we go ahead and share with the audience what you did before you came to Lifestyles and how you decided you wanted to get into something different. Okay. I was in sales for most of my career. I spent over 30 years in, in the sales industry. The last 13, I worked at a online travel company, and I clawed my way up the, the corporate ladder, and it was the last probably six or seven years I was actually a vice president. So I wasn't technically doing sales anymore, but it was a huge sales organization. So that's where I spent my career. And uh, in sales, uh, prior to that last company, you have your ups and downs. And so I made a lot of money some years and very little money some years. I actually had a couple of yeah, years of almost no money. And But anyway, so I was on a good track and making good money and uh, working. And I realized I didn't I didn't save well in my youth for retirement. Like a lot of young people, even today, I didn't think much about it. And I was in my uh, late 40s, early 50s, and realized I had not prepared well at all. So I was uh, getting ready to uh, go full bore into retirement. And I kept hitting a lot of roadblocks with trying to invest in the stock market and 401ks and those things. And I discovered Dave Ramsey. So I became a Dave Ramsey guru. I took his classes, and I was on that plan, and I was actually um, working toward that. I didn't have a lot of debt at that point, 
So I was I, I was into a fairly new home. I was only in it for about a year, and I had a 15-year loan. And I was planning on paying it off in six years and then follow the Dave Ramsey plan, saving money to buy my first rental in cash, not knowing anything about rentals except, you know, from Dave Ramsey talking about them. But I thought that would be a good way to build retirement income because I didn't have a lot at that point, even though I was saving aggressively. And so I, um, I was on that plan, and I uh, one day I hopped in the car to go to lunch, and I heard uh, the uh, Lifestyles Unlimited show. And I, everything started making a lot more sense then. And so I actually was going to go to a restaurant and sit down and have lunch, but I actually picked up a sandwich and went to a park and sit in the car for that hour and listened to the show. And within a week or two, I was at the free workshop, and I joined um, and that, that day and went to the two-day with you. Well, let me take you way back on that because you brought up a lot of interesting points, and the first one you brought up way back at the beginning is something I covered yesterday on the radio. And that was this concept of, I had some years I made good money, some years I didn't make as much money, some years I had very little money. Share with the audience, if you would, not because I'm particularly focusing on you, but I'm focusing on the concept of what did you think about money at that point, Sorrell? In other words, you know, when you had, you had a year, you made a lot of money, did you... Did you save part of it? Or when you had years that were tight, what did you do? What did you think? How did you think about money and the fact that it came and went at different intervals throughout early parts of your life? Well, I have to say that as a you know young adult, even to maybe a medium adult, I was not real smart with money. So the years I made a lot of money, I didn't save a, a large part of that for the the rainy days that were coming, and I'd been in sales for long enough to know that the, the rainy days were coming. And so there were some times that I struggled. And so it took me into my 40s before I actually started settling down and, and kind of getting on a better track. And then right before 9-11, I left a really good job thinking I could make more money, and that company turned out to be a scam. So I quit that job, uh, I still remember, it was August 18th. And three weeks later is when September 11th happened, 9-11. And so I struggled uh, through the end of 2011 and the 2002, I'm sorry, 2001 and 2002. And, um, and that's when I ended up at the travel company and started making really good money, saving aggressively, uh, even saving more than I was allowed to put into my retirement funds at work and just saving a lot of money because I didn't want to get caught into another one of those those down cycles that I've been in several times in my career. So I'm just writing some doodles down here as I'm listening to you, and I'm, I'm playing with this and trying to put it into some kind of a, uh, a conversation that I can use as a class or something. <laughs> but really, I, um, I wrote down, okay, in the early years, you were living as if the money will always be there. Does that make sense? That, that you That's know, absolutely correct. You, there's no sense of I'll ever be without, so I'm just give The more I make, the more I have to spend. Is that kind of the thought process? That's absolutely correct. 
Now, a young gentleman like yourself uh, in early ages, what do those guys spend their money on? Because I have to tell you, I'm different. I saved every penny I made because I worked out. I was a bodybuilder. I worked all day long, 12 hours a day in the gym, and then bodybuilded in the morning and night. Had nobody in my life, and I saved all my money. Of course, I lost it all in the stock market. But So I'm not saying I did any better than you did, but in the point was I didn't spend any. What did you spend money on at that age? I, I was just a, I'm a social animal. I'm a social creature. I, I, I don't drink. I don't party, you know, in the nightclubs, but I do go out. I do lots of things. I've always loved to travel. And so I, I, I would go out and I would go with friends and I would just be out all the time. I'm going to different things. I, I go to events and activities and top golf and, you know, I wasn't top golf back then, but those kinds of things. There was, I'm never at home, even to this day. So, uh, every Friday and Saturday night and, you know, on the weekends, I'm out doing things, and those things cost money. I'm a golfer, so golf is, you know, a very expensive habit. I'm a scuba diver, which is also very expensive. Ah, so there you go, scuba diving. That's an destination. Yeah, scuba diving is an expensive habit. There you go. Uh, all right, Absolutely. so now we... So I had a lot of expensive habits. We click into the next segment, and let's talk a little bit more about that, and that is... And then it may not be there. <laughs> what went through your mind when all of a sudden you're like, whoa, it may not be there anymore? It was, it was panic, actually, uh, especially in 2002. It was panic uh, because I didn't save well. I couldn't, you know, the economy was bad after 9-11. I couldn't get a real job like I had before. So I was doing just bad jobs and crappy jobs for quite a while. And so then um, I, I sold my house. I sold my car. I, I, I got a roommate. It was like I was in college all over again. I was living, living the life of a you know eighteen, nineteen year old again. And I was in my late forties at that point, early forties, I guess maybe whatever it was. But but I was, um, and so that's when it hit me that I needed to save. I, I, it took me twenty years to catch up with what you did at the beginning. I saved a lot of money during that time period. After I got a real job, I guess I should say. So I struggled until I got the real job, and then I just started saving aggressively. So it's interesting because I'm, I'm taking you through a, a whiplash here. You start out thinking the money's no problem. It's always going to be there. Boom, kicks you in the teeth. It's not there. It's not going to be there. Now I'm scared to death. Where's the next place to go after you're scared to death? Boom, Dave Ramsey's doorstep, right? Exactly, yep. And I just discovered Dave Ramsey probably on the radio also and was following his plan aggressively and, you know, paying off. I didn't have much other debt. I paid off my car, and then I started paying off my house. And, uh, and it's so funny, when I look back, when I found Lifestyles a few years later, I was on a plan. And had I stayed on the Dave Ramsey plan, today I would still be working at my regular job, I would, and I would, I would have paid off my house in May of 2019, and I would now be saving to buy my first rental property with still the wow. prospect of working many more years to come. As opposed to is I'm retired, I've got nine rent houses, uh, I've got passive investments in multifamily deals, as opposed to it's all over with, you're retired. Boy, that's quite, 
you know, when you look at it that way, you say, this is what could have happened, this is what did happen, it really makes a big difference. We're going to take a short right. break, Sorrell, and uh, when we come back, let's pick up with what you thought when you went to your first couple of Lifestyles events, because uh, I know now you hold the event, so it would be interesting to see what you thought when you went to your first ones. We'll take a short okay. break. Break. Be right back with Sorrell Warren, a uh, single-family mentor in the Houston area and the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Talk 1370. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. If you're just turning in, tuning in with us today, we've got Sorrell Warren here, which is a single-family mentor out of the Houston market. And Sorrell was sharing his story about how he, uh, as a young lad, worked hard, made a lot of money, then spent a lot of money, and then lost his job and had some tough times, and then got another good job, started saving money, and got involved with Dave Ramsey and became conservative and saved a lot of money. And then realized at some point, by the way, Sorrell, what made you realize, I guess you said you listened to the radio show, what made you realize that what you were doing wasn't getting you there, even though you were really into it? I had a couple of uh, slaps of reality, I guess I would call it, in that I was uh, working hard to catch up in my retirement, and I turned 50, and I, I was back to where I was making well above average income at that point, but uh, and so I was I was saving aggressively inside my company retirement plan, and then I got a call from HR one day, and uh, they told me that well before that I found out I couldn't I could not contribute to a Roth IRA because I made too much money, and I'm thinking what do you mean I make too much money to save for retirement? And that didn't make any sense to me, so I had to stop that plan, and then the following year my company told me that. Um, I contributed. There was some term I was I was not overcompensated. I was something. Uh, there was some term they used, and because of that, and especially being in the management side of the company, I couldn't contribute more than the average employee, or the average the company average. I guess it was not average employee, but the company average. I was saving the maximum, but they knocked me down from fifteen percent down to. 8% or something, which was the company average, because I was highly compensated. That's what the term was. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I kept running into these roadblocks. And then a year or two later, even though I cut down my contribution to the 401k, they actually gave me a, uh, money back.
because even though I contributed what they told me I could, the company average had dropped. So as I'm approaching tax season that year, they handed me back a check for several thousand dollars because I still had over-contributed based on the company average. So those are the roadblocks I kept running into, even though I was trying to catch up. Yeah, what, what's happening there, Sorrell, is that uh, the IRS does not want the executive officers of a company to be able to load up because they're getting paid highly compensated fees. So let's say I make a million dollars a year and you can put away 10% and I can put away 10%. Well, 10% for you, you know, might be if you make $50,000 a year, five grand for 10% for me is $100,000. And it's just in the eyes of the IRS, just too unfair of a situation for these highly compensated people to get the same percentage. So what they do is they bring you back down because highly compensated people don't need the money to live on. They have plenty of money to save. So you're right. And I haven't heard about that in a long time. In fact, I don't think I've ever heard of anybody getting hit for that. But that's true. I know it's out there because it was that way for me as the owner of a company. I couldn't do it. So it's an interesting concept. All right. Very good. So you, you found out that some of the thought processes weren't working as well as you thought, they weren't going as quickly as you thought, and then you, what, bounced into or bumped into my radio show? I did. I, yeah, I was on the Dave Ramsey plan, and one day I, I heard heard the radio. It wasn't you. It was uh, another another host, but I heard the radio program, and they started talking about the five ways you make money and tax deferments and all that, and I had the one way you make money, and I'd already gone through uh, you know, the 2008 crash, and it dropped a lot. I didn't take it out, so I wrote it back up again. But three years later, I was back where I was prior to 2008. So I'd already been on that roller coaster. And so I started listening to this. And I was already familiar with a little bit of real estate. I'd never been to some of the other, you know, you name you roll off that list of all the other um, uh, real estate gurus. And I hadn't been to any of those, but I knew of real estate investing. And, uh, and I was I was aiming to do it the Dave Ramsey way. And this just sounded like a much better way to do it from that radio program that one day I heard it. Well, that's great. I'm glad you did hear it. Uh, what did you come to first? What kind of event was your first event? The first thing I went to was the free workshop. And uh, I know a lot of people that you talk about on the radio and people I've uh, you know, met in my role here as a mentor, uh, they listen for months or sometimes years before they take any action. But uh, I heard the radio program that day. I got back to my office and logged on, and I was signed up for the very next free workshop within a week or two. Now, what did you think when you rolled into that free workshop? Because it's funny, because you, you actually give those now for the case studies. You give them now. What did you think when you first came in? The first thing I thought was, you know, I was, I was more used to a very structured background, uh, not background, uh, business environment. And uh, I walked in, and the, 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 the guy who was presenting the free workshop walked up in uh, shorts and a T-shirt and flip-flops. And I'm thinking, what kind of place is this? <laughs> <laughs> that had to be Kim McLean. It had to be. Oh, that's no, funny. no, it was, uh, it was a guy named Trent. I can't remember his last name. Oh, Trent, yes. Trent was the same way. Yeah. Shorts and yeah. flip-flops all the time. You're right. Yep. And so I, uh, I, but then I started listening to him talk, and, and he was, you know, probably 20 years younger than me. And I started listening to him talk, and I'm thinking, well, this is making a whole lot of sense. And so I, like I said, I, I was one of the first ones back at the table to sign up as soon as the presentation finished. Yep. You're in the back of the room, sign up and get out your flip flops. There you go. All right. So you yeah. came to that. Now you go to the two day. I assume the two day was with me at that time, huh? 
It was, yes, absolutely. So let's talk about the aha moments. Let's talk about day one. You don't, you know, you've been out there. You said you knew some ideas. You had some ideas about real estate investing and so forth. But what really hit you on day one that the light bulb went off and you went home and go, oh, my gosh, I'd miss, this is what I was missing? Well, the first thing was um, the, the reliability of real estate investing and the income that it produces. And it's not as subject to the whims of the stock market. Because one of my clearest thoughts, even before the 2008, was, and I don't remember which pope it was, but a pope was shot in Europe, in, in Italy, I'm assuming, you know, I don't know, back in the 70s or 80s or something. And I don't think I was even invested in the market at the time, but the stock market dropped a lot. And I'm thinking, what does the pope being shot in Italy have to do with the stock market in, you know, America? And that thought kind of, you know, festered with me for decades, I guess. And I started hearing, you know, the uh, gentleman up on the stage talking about real estate and, and the raw ability of it. And you have a tenant in, and that tenant continues to pay. People have to live somewhere. And, and so all that stuff just hit me that, you know, this is a better way. And then when he went over the five ways you make money in real estate versus the one way you make money in the stock market, at that moment, I was, I'm, I'm sorry, this is uh, on the, and, and during the two-day. I, I, this is what got me into it. But during the two-day, you talked about all this and um, and went over, you know, how how reliable you know, investing in real estate is. And, and you, you said a phrase that I remember. You said that real estate is very forgiving and the stock market is not forgiving. And so I was sold at that moment. I was ready to sign up, you know, probably midway through the first day. Okay. So uh, what did you think about, let's see here, I'm trying to think what would be interesting to you from where you came from. Um, I guess it was, it's pretty straightforward on the first day. Uh, most people are surprised about the tax advantages, but we haven't brought those up yet. So it looks like we're going to have to go to break here anyway. We'll take a short break. Be right back with Sorrell Warren, single family mentor for Houston and the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Talk 13-7, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is Sorrell Warren, and he is the multifamily mentor for the Houston market. And Sorrell, as we come back here, let's talk about what aha moments you got out of the second day of the two-day. Okay. One quick thing, Del. You said multifamily, but I'm actually a single-family mentor. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. I actually know okay, that. I just problem. it just came out wrong. I don't I know. know why. <laughs> yeah. So okay. go ahead. What what uh, We're talking about the, the aha moment day, for the second day. day. Right. The big thing I got out of that was um the ability to uh invest in multifamily as a passive investor and um and, and then still have your money grow and even double every two to three years. And that was huge to me. That was part of the reason I joined, but it wasn't um, that wasn't going to be my focus. I probably had enough money. Or I'm looking back. Even then, I thought I probably had enough money 
Now, looking back, I know I had enough money to go straight to multifamily. But uh, I was I was in my late 50s by that point, and I was ready to stop working. I had worked for 60 hours a week for most of my life. And so I was ready to stop working. And then I was I, I focused more on what well, I started focusing on the single family homes to get that cash flow generated to replace my expenses so that I could move toward retirement. Now, by the time I got to retirement, I was doing single family and I, I had my first multifamily passive. But my primary goal was leaving the two day was to start single family investing. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. It's, um, yesterday, I was bringing up the point about I, I retired in two and a half years. And I said, when I wrote my first book, it was, uh, I said, you could retire in five to seven years. And now in our manual, we've changed it to three to five years because people have just, I guess we've learned so much more than what we knew back when I first wrote the book. And we have people that have more money, so it's easier uh, to get there quicker for some people. What was your thought process when you first started buying the houses? Could, were you conceiving a two to three year retirement? Because you retired three years and a half or whatever right after you, after you started with us. What was your perception? What was your plan? My goal was to retire in five years. And, uh, and, and then I was able to do it in three and a half. But the goal was, was five years when I, when I actually joined. Now, when you think about that, you'd already been working to your 50s and there was no retirement in sight. And now out of nowhere, you know, you, you come out of the Dave Ramsey program and out of nowhere, someone's telling you five years. That had to seem like a revelation, huh? It was not only a revelation, it was, is this even possible? And so I, I went into it like a lot of members do with a ton of skepticism, but I thought, okay, I'm gonna invest in a membership, but if I buy a house, you know, I will own a house. And I thought, if all goes horribly wrong, I will own a rent house. And at some point, if, it, if this is not what I want to do, I will sell the rent house. So that was kind of the skepticism I went into it with. But I, um, you know, it's not like I'm giving money to, you know, some scam or something out there. I would own a piece of real estate. And so I decided I was going to do that. I decided very quickly. I, 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 like I, said, I went to the, I signed up at the free workshop. I went to the two-day I joined immediately at the challenge level, uh, same day of the two-day, and so I didn't hesitate to join. I just still had the skepticism of people joining. I understand. Uh, you know, um, Tony Robbins has this saying, says that action occurs when the pain of change is less than the pain of staying the same. So obviously your pain of staying the same was so great that you had to move, even if it's a little scary to, to move forward. So you did that and you went out and wow, you moved right through like nine houses. Did you see or feel momentum? Explain to people how the first one is the hardest. I mean, now that you're a mentor, you tell this to people every day, I'm sure, but the first one is so difficult and then what happens? The first one is difficult, and it was even more difficult for me. It probably took me a little longer to get started than it should have because once I got in, I'm sure you've seen those cartoons with the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other shoulder. Mm -hmm. With the financial problems I'd had, especially you know, in 2001, 2002 time, and, and struggling to get back, and I was making good money, and I was doing well, uh, to, to, to have you know, two years of Dave Ramsey, no debt, no debt, no debt, beaten into me. And I get here, and now we're talking about leverage and going out and buying all these properties with, with mortgages, and I was kind of freaking out. And so I had you on one shoulder and Dave Ramsey on the other shoulder. 
I was just going to say I'm that I could I could see the two of us, me screaming leverage and him screaming debt. I could see it right now. Exactly. Yeah. And so I put I sat down and made a spreadsheet, and the path I was on with Dave Ramsey, uh, I knew that's why I said I I, I would have paid off my mortgage. Still been working in, in uh, May of last year. I had that spreadsheet in 2013 that that showed me that path, and uh, and then you, with your path, I'm thinking I can. Take I'd save money, and I could take some and buy this first house. I, I figured I could probably buy three houses at that time, and so, and then I'm thinking, well, those will pay, and then I can keep saving. And, and so I had the path uh, for five years, and so I'm thinking. And so when I was doing the Dave Ramsey plan, I was going to work for another 13 years until I was 70 years old. Woo! Even with buying rent houses the Dave Ramsey way, because it would take me that long <laughs> to save and buy each one in cash. And so I went from you know, five years versus 13 years, and it turned out it was even quicker than the five years. Holy smokes, that's unbelievable. That is. So um, let's talk about the momentum. You, one was hard. Was that just psychologically, or was it just technically hard, or what happened? And then how did the acceleration occur that you ended up with nine of them? Boom, 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 boom. Well, I went to the first, I found my first house on a road trip. And um, for the, you know, the people who are not members, the, you know, some of the members went at certain level, membership levels, get to go out and look at houses with mentors and with realtors and with other vendors. And I walked into a house that was disgusting. I mean, the ceiling had fallen in in the bathroom from roof leaks and there were holes in the walls and pretty much anything. This was a uh, foreclosure, a HUD home, and anything that can go wrong with this house had gone wrong. Just years of neglect and even a, a looks like abuse by the people who were about to be foreclosed on, likely. And I'm thinking, nope, don't want that. And pretty much no one on the road trip was interested. And uh, the realtor is talking about the property and the mentor is going over the numbers, or maybe vice versa. And, and, and so I'm talking to the mentor at the time, and I'm thinking, okay, well, this makes sense. And and in my mind, you know, you'd buy a house that looks like the house I was living in, and you'd rent that to a nice family. And, and I, I wasn't familiar with rehab at that stage. And so, but anyway, I made the decision to move forward reluctantly and started the rehab process, and everything worked fine. I started the marketing just exactly like you taught it in the two-day. And before that rehab was even finished, I had, I had a signed lease. Excellent. So coming out of that experience, what was your feelings then? Then it was, I know it works. The numbers, I, I, I started getting my, I got my first rent check, and I had a $570 cash flow. Back This is back in uh, late 2013, so the numbers are not quite the same today. But, you know, and I and realized that, that that one, that check I got, and, you know, I paid my mortgage, and I had the $570-something left over. That was more toward my retirement, or tangible money toward my retirement, than the previous 30 years I've been working toward retirement. And I'm thinking, okay, now this makes sense. So within two months, I bought two at the same time after that. Okay, so you bought two more. Now things are clicking along. Where did you um, keep getting the money? Because you said you thought you only had enough money for three properties. You ended up, you've got three. Where'd you get more money? Well, I, the first thing I did uh, after probably after I do that spread, did that spreadsheet and realized that I'm going to go with you know the angel Adele uh, rather than the devil Dave. Uh, Dave. <laughs> and so the very first thing I did, probably three months into my membership, was to stop my 401k contribution. 
And, um, and, and so I was now putting probably, you know, all my retirement, I was saving money on the side also. So all of a sudden I had probably 1200 a month I was saving that now I was putting into this account for real estate. And, um, and so that grew my, my funds even quicker. And then shortly after that is when I uh, just uh, uh, was able to take money out of my 401k. And so from the, the cash I had saved, the, the monthly contributions I was making, and then pulling, slowly pulling money out of my, my 401k. Uh, I worked for a company. Most companies allow you to only take out um, 50000 as a loan or, or half of what you – half of that or whatever. There's some rules that most 401k companies have. But my company, uh, we had a vesting system. So because I'd been there more than five years or 10 years or something like that, I could take the money out and just pay the taxes. I was By that time, I was over 59 and a half. So I could um, – no, initially I wasn't. I, I, uh, I did have a penalty the first time I, I withdrew from it. But, uh, but I could take it out. I didn't have to pull it out as a loan at the time. All right, well, we're going to take, we're going to take a short out. break right now, and as we go to break, I want you to remember, I don't think Dave would be so happy you called him the devil. I think he would want to be called the angel, and I'm the devil. We'll be right back with Sorrell Warren in the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Austin's Talk, 1370. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is Sorrell Warren, which is the single family mentor for the Houston market. And Sorrell, as I went to break, I pulled up a little uh, song here. It's called uh, Devil's Dance. <laughs> it says the song is about the devil who tried to tempt a person to follow him. He tries to bring out your inner and darkest desires. Yep, there we go. There's my song. The devil to yep. dance. I've had people bring that up on me before, so I just thought I'd throw that at you. Uh, all right, so we're, we're in a situation now where you've, you've got to nine houses, you've got money. Let's talk about taking the money out of the nine houses to go to multifamily. That's the next step. Well, I didn't take all of it out. I still own eight of those houses. Okay. And, uh, but I was still saving. I did, a, uh, I did sell one house. That gave me some more money. I did a couple of cash-out refis. And by that time, I was pulling money out of my 401k. So I bought my first, um, while I was still working, I did my first passive multifamily investment in 2015, I believe it was, or probably, yeah, probably 2015 or 16. And it was, um, yeah, we didn't go into all the details about how multifamily works, but but in 26 months, they did a 100% cash out out refi, and they handed me all that money back. And I use that to buy two more. Wow! Now think about that, guys. A hundred percent refund in twenty-six months. That had to change your whole perspective, huh? Absolutely. I mean, I, by that point, I, I, I knew, I fully understood the program. I knew what to expect. I did a lot of investigation to find that first lead investor, that first property, and and you know, it, it stayed on plan. So um, it wasn't a surprise to me, but uh, but it absolutely worked perfectly. So what led you to the decision to go ahead and retire? Well, like I said, that was the goal from day one. Uh, I started working when I was 16. Well, I did little odd jobs, mowing lawns and stuff like that. But my first real job, I worked at the Astroworld Amusement Park here in town uh, summers as a kid. And, 
And I found out that, and my dad was uh, was uh, worked extremely hard all of his life, well into his seventies. And so my family, my kids, my siblings, and I, we all grew up with a with a strong work ethic. We never knew anything about entrepreneurship. You know, I had a W two job my entire life, but I worked a lot of hours. And then when I worked at that summer job in in school. Uh, they, they they announced that kids were quitting to enjoy the summer, and did you, anyone want to work? Anyone want to work double shifts? So there were days I'd work from 10 a.m. till 10 p.m. And so I've been I've been working 60 hours a week. Every place I've ever gone, I've worked a ton of hours. And so by the time I found even Dave Ramsey and then Lifestyles, I was I was tired of working 60 hours a week, and I couldn't cut back. I I didn't want to cut back. Let me rephrase that. I could have cut back. I didn't want to cut back. And it's always served me well. Like I said, I was a vice president of a large company when I retired, but I was tired of working that many hours, so I was ready to retire. It's hard to walk away from, you know, being the peak of your employment, right? That's the that's the problem about this whole thing is that, you know, you're working yourself to death with no money, and then you get to your peak employment, and then you go, man, now I'm tired, and I don't want to do it. When you're really in the point, mm-hmm. you can make a ton of money, huh? Yeah, and I was making a lot of money, but then I realized I was paying a lot of taxes, and I was saving a lot of money toward retirement even before I, I, I started saving my real estate. So even though I was making a lot of money, I was only living on half of that money anyway. So I didn't need to replace my income. I just needed to replace my expenses plus my fund money. So we've only got three minutes left, and I'd like you to get something in about being a mentor. What do you get out of being a mentor and helping people give back? I mean, it's, people ask me that all the time. I'd like to hear your version. That's one of the greatest things I've ever done, because uh, when I came to Lifestyles, like I said, I knew nothing about business. I knew nothing about real estate investing, and the reason I joined at that, that upper level is because I wanted the mentorship, and without mentors, I would not be sitting here speaking to you today. They guided me every step of the way and got to where I could retire in three and a half years. I didn't do this on my own by any means, and so... When I got the opportunity to do it, I jumped at it. And, I mean, it is absolutely one of the best things I've ever done in my entire life, helping other people work toward their financial goals now. What would you tell somebody sitting out there on the edge right now? You know, I mean, you've you've sat on the couch. Well, actually, you weren't sitting on the couch. You were working in the treadmill, <laughs> the little mouse running around this little squirrel cage. And uh, you made the leap. What would you tell someone sitting out there right now thinking, man, I don't know, this all seems kind of fake. Just like you said, it's, you know, too good to be true kind of thing. Well, that's what everybody thinks. Like I said, I went into it with a healthy dose of skepticism. But you get out here, you meet the people, you talk to the people. And, you know, I'm, I'm one of just, you know, 10,000 stories of people or maybe even more people who've done the exact same thing. They've gotten out here and they've retired. And then there's the people who join Lifestyles and don't take action. And those are even more puzzling to me. If you're sitting at home and you're listening to this, you think, and that sounds too good to be true, I'm not going to investigate it. But once you get here, you see it works, you see people go across on case studies, and then you talk to, you know, any live event we have, everything's virtual now, but any live event you have, we have, you can talk to at least 50 people who've, you know, retired in a short period of time. And when you hear those stories, then it's, you know, take some action and, and anyone can do the exact same thing. Okay, well, I want to. I want to thank you for um, first of all believing enough to get in and do it. Uh, secondly, I want to thank you for giving up on uh, Dave Ramsey because you know Dave Ramsey's kind of a cult, and so you took the step out of one cult into this program. 
And number three, <laughs> number three, I want to thank you for giving back and helping other people. I've seen you work with people. You're really good with people. Uh, you care about people, and that's an important thing. So, thank you. Thank you very much for being on the program with us. Uh, and last, thanks for being on the radio show today. I appreciate thank that you, taking your time. For the rest of you out there, think about this. He was going to be working till age 70. Instead, three and a half years later, he retired. Now, Warren, oh, Sorrell, I'm sorry. If you would listen to yesterday's radio show, it will blow your mind because I gave an exact story of how a person would retire in less than five years, and it was almost word for word what you said you did. And I did not know you were coming on. I did not know your story would match up directly. But everybody else out there, go get yesterday's podcast and listen to it and listen to Sorrell, and then you will be able to link up the reality that the system is there and it does work and he followed it and that's how he got the results for the rest of you out there remember this we're not doing this for a little bit of money we're doing this for a lifestyle have a great day we'll see you tomorrow thank you for listening to the Dell Momsley radio show teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. A radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.